It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards blew a 15-point lead to lose their ninth in a row to the L.A. Clippers in L.A. We're going to talk about that, my takeaways from this game, and there are some rumors and some comments made by other NBA execs about Bradley Bill and a potential move to L.A., the Lakers, that is. So let's talk about that and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. Rough solo tonight. Thank you for making the Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Washington Wizards dropped their ninth loss in a row. This time at the hands of the LA Clippers, <laughs> and on the first game of a back-to-back in LA, they lose this game, one hundred two ninety-three. What are the reasons he lost this game? Well. Pretty simple. You got to look at coaching. If you, We're going to go ahead and go through the, the stat line individually and the team, and you're going to notice that it's very, very even with L.A. Uh, both teams were dealing with their injuries. Uh, obviously, we're dealing with Bradley Bill being out, Rui being out, and DeLon Wright. Both DeLon Wright and Bradley Bill are hamstring injuries, so you know it can be shaky. Um, they, now, DeLon Wright is ramping up, so they said that there's a good chance that he should join the team on this road trip. Bradley Bill... He's, you know, he's ramping up too, and then Rui again is is week to week. But let's get back to the stat line. Um, this was a winnable game. They had a 15 point lead in the third quarter. They were doing good, and then they gave it up. Looking at the starters, Monte Morris, you know, again over underwhelming, 12 points. Uh, Kispert, two guards, seven points. Ah, Kyle Kuzma, this was a change tonight. He actually started at the three, and Denny Abihad started at the four. So I don't know if this, you know, obviously hot stove is cooking up in the NBA right now, and maybe the you know teams want to look at Denny at the four, you know, because obviously if you look at teams like the Phoenix Suns, they're looking for a four. So, you know, really Kuzma or Denny could fit that role in Phoenix. But uh, Kuzma, 17 points, 8 for 18 from the floor, 1 for 6 behind the three-point line. So, ah, I mean, considering – Bradley Bill's out. He played well. Now he tended to, you know, shoot low percentage shots, but I, I felt like overall he did well. Uh, Denny, 11 points, 10 rebounds. So, again, he did well defensively, but 
you know, 10 rebounds is solid, 11 points. You know, as you know, as, like we always say, you know, you're not dependent on him to shoulder a lot of the offensive load. So 11 points, 10 rebounds, you'll take it from Denny and Christopher Zingas. Back from injury, dealing with lower back issues, 19.7 rebounds. So the starting unit played well, if you look at KP and Kuz, uh, you know, I mean, looking at the injuries, you you want to expect more out of Kispert. I think Kispert, is, you know, his he started out hot this season and then he kind of cooled down. So, he, you know, he's got to find his shot. Uh, Denny, and so the starting unit, again, this is a very winnable game. You know, we're going to, before I get into the bench production, you know, if you look at the team stats, field, field goal percentage, we shot 42% versus their 43, right? Three point. We shot 36 to their 41. Free throws. We only shot 13 free throws. Big issue. We have to get to the line. You know, 13 free throws. I mean, if you look at L.A., they shot 16 for 26 at the free throw line. And, I mean, they missed 10 free throws and still won the game by nine points. So, <laughs> you know, look at rebounds. Uh, 49 rebounds for the Clippers, 42 for us. Assists, 20 to their 19. You know, turnover, 16 for us, 14. So it was very even. Points in the paint. 54 points for us, 40 for them. So we did not capitalize off of points in the paint. We should have. Uh, three, And then going back to three-point, you know, we shot 36%, which is a lot better than we usually shoot. But, again, this is a very winnable game. Very, very winnable game. It just got to hold on to leads. We say it time and time again that this team tends to slack off when they, when they have leads. And it, it kills them every time. It, it gets them every single time. We have got to keep the foot on the pedal. You know, we, I think this is, again, this is a very winnable game. You know, going into tomorrow, which, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers are struggling. They are, they are also 12th in the Western Commerce, but they're clearly, I mean, as much as it pains me to say this, the Lakers, even though they're 12th in the West, they're a better team than we are. You know, they're obviously dealing with the issues, you know, Russ, but we're going to slightly back real quick to the Clippers game. So this is a winnable game. You know, we're going to hit, hit the bench. Uh, Barton. Play well. Barton, you know, the, the will of thrill is starting to play well. You know, 18, oh, no, excuse me, 14 points, five for 12, four from five behind the arc. So he shot well. You know, he was his ISO self, but, you know, I felt like, you know, ball movement was better this game. Uh, Goodwin, seven points, eight rebounds, three steals. Look, Goodwin continues to do a lot of these. <laughs> I mean, he's a scrappy guard. Eight rounds for a guard, three steals. His defense is on point. And that's why going into hostile season, going towards the deadline, you know, I think Jordan, Gordon, Jordan, excuse me, Jordan Goodwin is going to have a factor in whether we move certain players because he's playing well. You know, you can argue that Jordan Goodwin should be the backup point guard, easy. And really, with the injuries we're dealing with, and with Monte Morris not really being the guy at point, you can argue he could probably start. I mean, Jordan Goodwin has been that good story, you know, and it really is a testament to we have talent in the go go. You know, just getting them playing time. And with Jordan Goodwin, with the playing time, he has responded. So so that's the game in a nutshell. I mean, this is a very winnable game. You know, losing by nine, you know, again, we are our own worst enemy. And it doesn't get easier from here. You know, tomorrow tomorrow we got the Lakers. Then we got Phoenix coming up and Sacramento. So, it, you know, again, we are our own worst enemy. The biggest takeaways for me before we move on, free throw line. We have to get to the free throw line a lot more. 13 attempts is not going to is not going to cut it. Um, Gaff, real quick before I move on, 10 minutes again. You know, the, the inconsistency when it comes to minutes for Gafford is, is puzzling to me. You know, 10 minutes, I felt like he had to eat. Six points, but 10 minutes. Wes, in a nutshell, this, this loss is on Wes. The rotations have to get better. 
I mean, 10 points for Gaff. I don't understand. You know, there was a there was a string of games where he was getting playing minutes and playing time, excuse me, and he responded. And 10 minutes just ain't gonna cut it. You know, you're you're putting too much time on KP. You know, look, KP, we all know the story of Christoph Zingas. He has all the talent in the world. He's a seven three guy who can shoot, who can defend, who can put the ball on the floor. But injuries have always been his issue. And if you continue to play him the extended amount of minutes you are, and you're only giving Gav 10 minutes, you're going to wear this guy down. You're going to wear him down. So that's my takeaway, everybody. Um, again, very, very winnable game. But, <laughs> you know, ninth loss in a row. So, <laughs> so before we move on, tonight's episode is brought to you by NHTS. Drive sober or get pulled over. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few beers. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You tow your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. I know in Virginia, they're, they're going to start pulling people over for marijuana as, and alcohol. So, you know, look, they're out there. So if you think you're okay to drive out a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. Only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Seriously, y'all, you know, you know, drink at home. But if you're intending to go out to party, um, drink at the bar, definitely make plans to get home. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Without driving. All right, next ep- next uh, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. How does it work? Picks two to six players. And if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Again, 25 times your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you can watch. That includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy? Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and our neighbor to the north of Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 
Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So we're moving on. Now, there are reports from NBA execs that think that the Washington Wizards should move Bradley Bill to the Los Angeles Lakers for Russell Westbrook and first-round picks. So at the end, you know, obviously I'm looking for your feedback. What do you guys think? Should we send Bradley Bill to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook and two firsts? Now, let's think about this trade real quick. You know, with Russell Westbrook, yes, he's making <laughs> a good amount of money, but after this year, he's a free agent. So you're taking a Supermax contract and you're trading it for a contract where at the end of the year, he's a free agent. So that's money off the books. So that's a win in itself. Now, you can argue, yeah, a couple of picks down are the Lakers. So if they're not picks down the line, you know, the Lakers are always, so are they going to be lottery picks? But, hey, any pick is better than nothing. We need, we need, again, we need draft picks. So what do you guys think? That's, to me, what would I make the move? Absolutely. You know, I've said it time and time again. I get it. Russell Westbrook is struggling. But if we're trading Bill, then we're already making the decision that we're not trying to, become a playoff team we're not competing so for a contract that is you know a, to go off of supermax and get a expiring contract you know to me it's a win-win and and you know there was in the athletic there was a article to talk about denny avia saying that when russell westbrook was in dc you know he was pushing him as a player he was pushing him to get better you know that's leadership we need leadership on this team we need a guy who's going to challenge people who's going to hold people accountable i think that we're serious about a rebuild if we're serious, really serious about a rebuild, you know, you want to bring in the right culture, okay? You know, you bring in a veteran who, you know, he's going to hold people accountable. I think it's a win-win for this team. I, I really do. You know, getting past the Supermax, if you have the opportunity, do it. Because that opens up cap room. Especially if, you know, with the reports that Kyle Kuzman wants out. You know, KP has leaned towards stands. So, but even, you know, if you keep KP and you move Kuz and Bradley Bill for, for um, first-round picks, that's a win-win. You know, we're recouping picks, we're getting cap room back, and we can really, really rebuild the right way. And I know, and the, the the really the best way to rebuild is clean slate from the top down. And when I say top down, GM down, because you know Ted ain't going nowhere. So the top down, you know, reinvent this team. You know, scouting department, GM. You know, you gotta go into the offseason and really take a look at what's on sale. Now, you know, I think that his rotations have been bananas. You know, he's just, he's too, too nice of a guy. You know, the head coach, you, you got to get into these guys. But a part of me does want to give him a year to see if he can find young guys to match his system. But, I mean, Wes, you got to look at the, but you do have to look at the head coaching position in the offseason. He clearly has not implemented his system. You know, being a defensive-minded head coach, the defense has not improved. It's not much better than under Scott Brooks. I mean, it's just, that's just, that's the truth. So you're calling Carter's defense, and your defense is in the bottom half of the league. That's that's an issue. So you do have to evaluate the the hit coach position going into the offseason. You have to. So, all right, y'all. Before we get into questions, because I want to know what y'all think about the trade and about the loss, anything's on y'all's mind. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts like this one, you can 
even find those at bet online as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts it is my go-to so definitely check it out definitely check it out as a Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Very user-friendly betting spot so getting to comments what's going on everybody thank you everybody for tuning in tonight it's tough man it's, it's ninth loss in a row you know a very winnable game you know 15 point lead blown so i definitely want to know what everybody thinks so uh let's, let's start with it. nk what's up man nine loss i i get it man line nine straight losses man and the prospect of that changing is getting slimmer by the game you know i think la Outside of Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I think is a very winnable game. They're struggling, but it's it's a different kind of struggle than the Wizards because it's a team that has real, real all-star talent. Now, I'm not, not to say, I mean, Bradley Bill is an all-star. I'm not saying that we don't have all-star talent. And I think Kuzma could play up to be an all-star. And I think NKP is an all-star. But, you know, this is a different team. They just, then we're, we're just a really <laughs> bad team. Defensively, we're bad. Three-point shooting, we're just not consistent. So I get it. We have a really, really long road in this road trip, so I definitely get it. Champ, what's good? They play better without Bill. Yeah, they do. They do. They play. They, it's, no, it's very noticeable that they're a better team without Bill. Bill, you know, tends to hold on to the ball. He tends, you know, the turnovers and crunch time, the lack of being clutch. Now, there's a few games this year that where he was clutch. You know, early on the Chicago Bulls game, he was clutch, but, you know, it's just, he's got to be better. You know, so they, they, they're, they're, very, they're, they're very good without him. You know, none against Bill, but they just are. So I definitely get it. Chimp again was good. Uh, they need Rui back. His points help out. Absolutely, yeah. His points off the bench, we're missing that. You know, outside of Barton, you know, Goodwin, he does what he can. He's a scrappy guard. Good, You know, Goodwin, you know, it's effort with him. You know, he's not going to light up the, the, the stat sheet. But, you know, the blocks, the steals, the effort, the defense, the attitude. You know, the, he accounts for stats that aren't always categorized. So, but outside of that... What do we really have on the bench? You know, Gil plays sparingly. Taj is he, he's just not the same player he once was. You know, so yeah, I totally agree. Corey Lott, what's going on, man? How you doing tonight, man? Let's see. Comments again. Appreciate everybody showing up nice, showing some love. Okay, Ben, what's going on, man? Wes has to go. This job is over. It's just too much for him. I agree. He's out his depth, man. He's just he's been out coached, but. It's a shaky situation. The reason for that is, yeah, on one hand, you can say, yeah, he's got to go. He's just not it in D.C. You know, he's his rotations are, are, are terrible. You know, he's just, he just he doesn't have enough fire. He just yeah, he has to go. But I think the only thing there's two reasons why I think that he's not going anywhere, at least for not another season. One, 
his name and his link to the franchise. We know how this franchise is. Just that fact alone, they're going to hold him for at least one or two more years because it's, this is the way this franchise is. You know, it takes a long time to really get fired from the Wizards. Look how long Ernie Grunfeld lasted. Look how long Scotty Brooks lasted. I mean, let's be real. He's not going anywhere. But a part of me, again, I'm going to reiterate, I think a part of me wants to see how he does in the rebuild, at least one year in a rebuild, how, you know, to really get these guys. But in order for that to be successful, scouting has to be better. And that goes into Tommy. It goes into his scouting department. Scouting has to get better. The, you know, drafting guys, we've got to get better at drafting. We're terrible drafting, and it just shows. So, you know, in order, you know, for him to find the guys to implement his system, scouting's got to get better. So, again, you know, to reiterate, top down. This, this team has to change top down from GM to scouting department to head coach. Going into the offseason, you have to evaluate everybody because, in my opinion, and really I, I believe I share the same opinion a lot of you do, it has to be a total rebuild. It, it, it's time. It is definitely time. Um, let's get into some more comments. Corey, got you. Wes has no substitutional awareness. Absolutely. He he. Substit rotations are the moon of this guy, man. <laughs> I mean, he's just the rotations are just he's just he's being out coached. It shows. Now, I mean, second year, I get it. You know, that's what I'm saying. A third year, you know, evaluate him in offseason, but he definitely has to step up. You know, his rotations, his lack of fire, he's just he's just not it right now. He's just not it. So let's see. Right here. Bison for life. What's good, man? At the point a culture change may need to happen, but the product on the court is not producing. Yeah, it's a healthy mix of both. You can look at coaching and say, yeah, he's he's being out coached. But, uh, you know, if you look at this roster, and it's, it's very similar to the roster last season without the drama, um, you, you're putting a lot of spare parts together to try to surround Bill, and it's just not enough, man. It's hard to build around a max guy. It, it really is. You know, if you look at L.A. with uh, Davis and LeBron, it's tough. Look, look at their offseason. They had to find guys who are willing to be on the, on the minimum. It's tough. It's going to be tough to, to surround Bill if, indeed, Going forward, that's the position they hold. It's going to be tough. It's just the money is drying up, especially when you don't have enough picks. You know, you're running out of assets. So I definitely agree. So it, it's, it's shaky. You know, head coaching. You know, second year, they're not gonna they're not gonna move him. And that's why I say going into the offseason, they have to evaluate him. But I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Corey, again, what's up, man? You read my mind. Blow it up. Blow it up. Absolutely. Time to blow it up. We're going to get into a couple more comments, but again, appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all watching tonight. Come out, showing some love, talking to me, talking some basketball. All right, let's see. I am almighty God. They're tanking. It's over. See you next year. You know what? I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Look at the decisions that are being made right now. They're not exactly pushing people to come back from injury. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know that hamstrings can be shaky because DeLon's been out for a minute with a hamstring. But they're not exactly pushing people to come back either. You know, in a, in a way, they're starting to tank, yeah, because you're already seeing – most of the time in media, when you see these reports – now, sometimes people are pushing reports because they want to get their name out there or they're trying to, I guess, force a team, you know, whether it's coming from an Asian or whatever but or an opposing team. But most of the time, you know, and I know what y'all thinking, the media. You know, ain't nothing 100% with the media, and I get it. But, you know, when you see reports starting to come out, there's a reason. You know, looking at Bill to L.A. reports, there's a reason they're coming out because the Lakers, they, they for some reason, they expect the, the league to get together and try to help them win a championship. But, you know, they, they need help. And adding, uh, do I, you know, looking from the Lakers perspective, 
would that make them a contending team? I think that if you look at past teams, especially past Lakers teams, you know, having the ball, you know, having a team with a bunch of people that need the ball never equals success. I don't know if y'all remember uh, how many of you fans remember when Carl Malone played in L.A. and you had him, Gary Payton. You know, it was too many people, too many people that need the ball. And it just it didn't it was never going to work. So I don't know if you put Bill on the lineup with with um, LeBron and AD could work. But really, I don't care because I'm not a Lakers fan. So um, what's up? I don't want to put your name, but last name is Horn. What do you think about Denny Avia? Honestly, what I think about Denny, I like, I like Denny as a player. You know, I love his defense, but he's got, he's, he's not a finished product. You know, he definitely is a project to a certain degree. His defense has proven to be an over average, above average defense. He, he, he can he play defense at a high level. It's just that shot is just getting worse, man. You know, coming out of the off season, working with Drew Hanlon, you know, a lot of people had expectations that his shot was going to be better, and it just hasn't. You know, while he's starting to drive a lot more, there are times in games where he's hesitant to drive. You know, he'll dish the ball off the last minute. You don't see that aggression that you want to see from Denny. So as overall, I think he's a good player. You know, I I, I, I kind of want to hold on to him because I want to see how he develops. I, I do like Denny, but, you know, he's got ways to go to be that complete player, to really be – that starter going forward is, is part, you know, as far as being part of the future. So, but overall, I think he's a good player. He just, he has work to do. So let's get it. Trillo one. Bill is literally getting a quarter billion. Bill is getting paid, brother. <laughs> I mean, make no mistake about it. Bill is wealthy, man. <laughs> so, you know, looking at, looking at that contract and him being, you know, signing the Supermax, we all knew, we all knew, you know, Unless you're one of his hardcore supporters, we knew that it was bananas for him to sign that. We knew it. It was, it was bananas from the get go. He he should have never. We should have never signed. Had him sign a contract because it's going to stunt this franchise. Unless we move on, it's going to make it very hard year after year for the next four to five years for us to build around him. Because look, every year he he's on his team. That's more money we pay him. So I, I don't get it. I just I don't get it. You know, the team. I believe that you should listen to your fans to a certain degree. Now. Are you going to let fans dictate every move you make? No. But the fan base should be your pulse to a certain degree. Let me know if you agree. I think that your fan base should be your pulse. You know, you got to listen to your fan base to a certain degree. You know, to sign a guy to a Supermax contract knowing that half, if not three quarters of the fan base doesn't want it, what are you doing, man? When he's clearly not a number one option, when he clearly is starting to slow down, look at his production. You know, he's he's starting to slow down. His age is starting to show a little bit. Now, his age ain't that old in the real world, but in the NBA, he's starting to get up there. Let's be real. Once you get in your 30s, man, you you know, you know you change as a player. So, you know, dedicating that amount of money to a guy going into his 30s, I just – I don't get it. But, you know, like they say, it is what it is. Corey, what's going on? Goodwin deserves a long-term contract. He has played his butt off. He has played very, very well. He deserves to get paid. But the thing is, I, do I think he will? I think he will. I think – they're going to kind of wait for things to happen, wait for moves to unfold. But I think you got to look at a long-term place here in D.C. because his fire, his leadership, look, it's leadership because people watch his effort. People see him diving for loose balls. People see his effort. That, that is leadership. That's leading by example. Look, I'm a military guy, man. You're in the United States Army. You know, leading by example. That is the motto of a commission officer or an NCO, you know, leading by example. He does that. So I I completely agree. I, I wouldn't I want to see him going forward. You know, looking at this backup point guard position, 
you know, you could see Monte being moved because DeLon coming back, DeLon has that defensive prowess and the three-point capability. You know, when, when we're at full strength with, you know, Jordan Goodwin and DeLon back with Monte, you know, you, Monte could easily find himself odd man out. So absolutely. All right, let's roll back to Champ. Let Brad go if he wants to go. Well, I think he's leaning, man. If you look at his body language, I think he's leaning towards leaving. I think he's leaning. So I don't think it's going to be much pushing because every you know nine straight losses, he's starting to feel the heat. He wants to win. He wants to win. And, it, and it's apparent that he's not going to win here. So if I'm Tommy, Brad, where do you want to go? And I'm helping him go. That easy. I was getting to more. Nev, what's up, man? We need no silver star. Yeah, we. I mean, no. You know, if you look at certain franchise guys, certain top tier guys, you know, they're, they're sacrificed. LeBron, you know, granted, you know, him, his his contract in the NBA is not his moneymaker. It's obviously, you know, his shoe deals, you know, so he makes money off the court. But he's, you know, salary wise, he is sacrificing in, in the past. You know, you look at a lot of star players, they have sacrificed. Look at, you know, Bradley Bill said in offseason that he wanted to be, ah, oh, what's that guy from Dallas, man? Dirk Nowinski of the Wizards. Look, Dirk took pay cuts a lot. Dirk took pay cuts because he knew that in order for you to build around him, you know, you're not going to be able to be a max guy. I think it was selfish. It was very selfish on his part. You know, and you and you add that to his comments, man, wow, because it was very selfish. You see a lot of stars in the past that have taken less money because they know. They know that when you make that money, it is very tough to build around you. It's tough. So it, it was definitely a selfish move. I'm with you on that. Eric Reeves, what's up, man? I love it. Trade to get that contract off and get all the first rounds we can get. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, look, I get it. Russ is not the same guy. Well, we don't know. He doesn't fit with the Lakers, but you still see the high energy. You see, you still see the motor, and it's only one year. Now, we're already going towards the halfway mark of the season, so, you know, to get his to get the contract off anyways, and you get a couple of first rounders to, for, to get, for them to get rid of Westbrook, easy. Easy. I am dropping Bill off at Dallas myself. So I'm with you. I think that is a good, good move. If we could send him to L.A. Let's see. Chimp, back at you, man. Denny will get a trade soon. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you want to rebuild, then see what you got with the young guys, at least one season. You know, obviously, Rui, if you're going to trade any of the young guys, Rui will be the guy because he's going to a contract here. So, or this is his contract here. So he's going into restricted free agency. So he would be the guy. But if I'm rebuilding, I'm going to see what I got with Denny. Because obviously, if you get rid of Brad, if you get rid of Kuz, even KP, but if you're rebuilding, he's going to get a lot more playing time. You got to see what you got at least one year with Denny, with Corey Kispert and Johnny Davis. You know, I know Johnny Davis has been struggling, especially in the go-go. You know, he's just, he, he's not that guy. But at least give him a year to see what you got and go from there. You know, and that's what I would do. Um, Samurai Jack. And we got a we're gonna, I'm going to do a couple more comments, and we're going to call it a night. Uh, Samurai Jack, what's up, man? Loving the name. Lakers picks probably won't mean much since they may improve with Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what I was saying earlier. You know, with them being a fringe playoff team, they're not going to be the most glorious picks, but then you have more negotiating room. You know, you can move those picks. You know, you can move those picks, move up in the draft. So, you know, it's, it's one, you know, trades, not trades, but draft picks are one of those things where it's better to have them and not need them because they, there's they're assets. So I definitely, definitely agree with that. So we're going to do two more comments, y'all. Trello, what's up? No good free agents ever come to D.C. Yeah, absolutely. That's always been an issue. But how do you combat that? The, the blueprint are the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to tell you why. 
if you look at Golden State and look at their if, if you look at their roster, most of your core guys were drafted. And yes, the Wizards were in a position to draft every one of these guys, including Stephen Curry. Think about that. You know, what did they do? They developed them. You know, if you look at Curry, he wasn't winning MVPs in, from the get-go. They developed him. And he dealt with injuries. You know, he was a little injury prone in the beginning. You know, his he had ankle issues early on, but they they developed him. They developed him. You know, they and you know, they got clay. They brought in Draymond with a second round pick. And then saying that's the blueprint. You develop your core guys. These guys that you develop them. Okay. And then when it's time to compete, time to make that push for a playoff position, then you get your, you know. Your veteran guys, whether it was Kevin Durant, whether it was Iguodala, you know, the list goes on. You have to draft better. You know, that's how you build because with the way the NBA works, you know, homegrown guys, you can go into the, the luxury, not with outside. You know, with Kyle Kuzma, for us to keep Rui and Kyle and still have Brad and KP, you know, it would have been almost impossible to have all four of those. And even if we could go into the luxury, all four of those players, none of them really push the needle to a contending team. So, so I, I definitely agree with you. Um, couple more, couple more, man. A lot of love, a lot of love from oh Israel, man. Hey, appreciate the love from y'all, Israel, man. Appreciate the love. And let's see, <laughs> Wizards 2022. Ed Oliver has seen enough of the Wizards. <laughs> I know you're gonna make E laugh, man. You know, it's frustrating right now, but you know, I'm optimistic because. I, I really I, I know I'm gonna sound bad, but <laughs> losing gives us a better position in, in the draft. <laughs> you know, lose away. I, I love this team, man. I love this team. I want to see them succeed, but it's time to rebuild. So uh it, it's tough to watch, man. It's tough to watch. We're gonna do one more, y'all, then we're gonna call it a night. Hey, one more champ. West rotations cost us wins. Absolutely. Time and time again, his rotations have been terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. You know, he's again going into off season. We have to reevaluate him. So, but to me, he's got to the end of the year to really prove his worth to this team, to this franchise, because you really got to evaluate him into the off season. So, we're going to call it night, guys. Appreciate everybody coming out. I know it's late, a couple of hours after the game, so I definitely appreciate everybody coming out, showing me love. Um, this, uh, thank you for making the Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories today, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and a take of the day. Available on Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So check it out, y'all. We are close to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. So definitely like, subscribe, comment below. Let us know how we're doing. Twitter and Instagram. Me and the real it Oliver on Twitter and, and Instagram. Definitely check us out. You know, hit us up. Show some love. So again, appreciate everybody coming out. I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Um, for you Commanders fans, out of the 202, tomorrow's the day or tomorrow night. Commanders, Giants, let's get this dub. And also, tomorrow we have the Lakers. So definitely watch the game. Let's try to get this dub against the Lakers. It ain't going to be easy, but we can do it. So everybody, have a blessed weekend. Have a good night and peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.